O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, October 31st. The Word of God is what protects us against deception and delusion. In the world we now live in, finding truth is something you have to seek after with all of your heart, because there are so many lies being pushed and promoted through the mainstream media. You must love truth and seek after truth. Truth is a person, and that person is Yeshua. We are warned about a strong, deluding spirit that will be present in the end days, as it is written in 2 Thessalonians 2, 9-12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Beloved, I believe we are rapidly approaching the end days, so guard your mind and your heart by staying in the Word and staying close to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Toldot, and it means tribes. Genesis 25, 19-26, 5 This is the story of Isaac, son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was forty years old when he took to wife Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac pleaded with Hashem on behalf of his wife because she was barren, and Hashem responded to his plea, and his wife Rebekah conceived. But the children struggled in her womb, and she said, If so, why do I exist? She went to inquire of Hashem, and Hashem answered her, Two nations are in your womb. Two separate peoples shall issue from your body. One people shall be mightier than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. When her time to give birth was at hand, there were twins in her womb. The first one emerged red, like a hairy mantle, all over, so they named him Esau. 
Then his brother emerged, holding on to the heel of Esau, so they named him Jacob. Isaac was sixty years old when they were born. When the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the outdoors. But Jacob was a mild man who stayed in camp. Isaac favored Esau because he had a taste for game, but Rebekah favored Jacob. Once, when Jacob was cooking a stew, Esau came in from the open, famished. And Esau said to Jacob, Give me some of that red stuff to gulp down, for I am famished, which is why he was named Edom. Jacob said, First, sell me your birthright. And Esau said, I am at the point of death, so of what use is my birthright to me? But Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Jacob then gave Esau bread and lentil stew. He ate and drank, and he rose and went away. Thus did Esau spurn the birthright. There was a famine in the land, aside from the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Hashem had appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land which I point out to you. Reside in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. I will assign all these lands to you and to your heirs, fulfilling the oath that I swore to your father, Abraham. I will make your heirs as numerous as the stars of the sky, and assign to your heirs all these lands, so that all the nations of the earth shall bless themselves by your heirs. Inasmuch as Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my laws, and my teachings. Lamentations 4, 1 to 5, 22. Alas, the gold is dulled, debased the finest gold. The sacred gems are spilled at every street corner. The precious children of Zion, once valued as gold, alas, they are accounted as earthen pots, work of a potter's hands. Even jackals offer the breast and suckle their young, but my poor people has turned cruel, like ostriches of the desert. The tongue of the suckling cleaves to its palate for thirst. Little children beg for bread. None gives them a morsel. Those who feasted on dainties lie famished in the streets. Those who were reared in purple have embraced refuse heaps. The guilt of my poor people exceeded the iniquity of Sodom, which was overthrown in a moment, without a hand striking it. Her elect were purer than snow, whiter than milk. Their limbs were ruddier than coral. Their bodies were like sapphire. Now their faces are blacker than soot. They are not recognized in the streets. Their skin has shriveled on their bones. It has become dry as wood. Better off were the slain of the sword than those slain by famine, who pined away as though wounded for lack of the fruits of the field. With their own hands, tender-hearted women have cooked their children. Such became their fare in the disaster of my poor people." Hashem vented all his fury, poured out his blazing wrath. He kindled a fire in Zion which consumed its foundations.
the kings of the earth did not believe, nor any of the inhabitants of the world, that foe or adversary could enter the gates of Jerusalem. It was for the sins of her Nevi'im, the iniquities of her Koinim, who had shed in her midst the blood of the just. They wandered blindly through the streets, defiled with blood, so that no one was able to touch their garments. Away! Unclean! The people shouted at them. Away! Away! Touch not! So they wandered and wandered again, for the nations had resolved they shall stay here no longer. Hashem's countenance has turned away from them. He will look on them no more. They showed no regard for Kohenim, no favor to elders. Even now our eyes pine away in vain for deliverance. As we waited, still we wait for a nation that cannot help. Our steps were checked. We could not walk in our squares. Our doom is near, our days are done. Alas, our doom has come. Our pursuers were swifter than the eagles in the sky. They chased us in the mountains and lay in wait for us in the wilderness. The breath of our life, Hashem's anointed, was captured in their traps, he in whose shade we had thought to live among the nations. Rejoice and exult, fair Edom, who dwell in the land of Uz. To you too the cup shall pass. You shall get drunk and expose your nakedness. Your iniquity, fair Zion, is expiated. He will exile you no longer. Your iniquity, fair Edom, he will note. He will uncover your sins. Remember, Hashem, what has befallen us. Behold and see our disgrace. Our heritage has passed to aliens, our homes to strangers. We have become orphans and fatherless. Our mothers are like widows. We must pay to drink our own water, obtain our own kindling at a price. We are hotly pursued, exhausted. We are given no rest. We hold out a hand to Egypt, to Assyria, for our fill of bread. Our fathers sinned and are no more, and we must bear their guilt. Slaves are ruling over us, with none to rescue us from them. We get our bread at the peril of our lives because of the sword of the wilderness. Our skin glows like an oven with the fever of famine. They have ravished women in Zion, maidens in the towns of Yehuda. Princes have been hanged by them. No respect has been shown to elders. Young men must carry millstones, and youths stagger under loads of wood. The old men are gone from the gate, the young men from their music. Gone is the joy of our hearts, our dancing is turned into mourning. The crown has fallen from our head, woe to us that we have sinned. Because of this, our hearts are sick. Because of these, our eyes are dimmed. Because of Mount Zion, which lies desolate, jackals prowl over it. But you, Hashem, are enthroned forever. Your throne endures through the ages. Why have you forgotten us utterly and forsaken us for all time? Take us back, Hashem, to yourself, and let us come back. Renew our days as of old. For truly, you have rejected us and bitterly raged against us. Take us back, Hashem, to yourself, and let us come back. Renew our days as of old.
Hebrews 2, 1-18 Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape? If we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed to us by them that heard him, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. For unto the angels has he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak." But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man, that you are mindful of him, or the son of man, that you visit him? You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor, and did set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Yeshua, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For it became him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect, through sufferings. For both he that sanctifies and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise to you. And again I will put my trust in him. And again, Behold, I and the children which God has given me. For as much then as the children are the partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to be bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things it behoved him to be made like to his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Psalm 103, 1-22 Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, 
his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are just dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Proverbs 26.23 Burning lips and a wicked heart are like a potsherd covered with silver dross. I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Genesis 25 and 26, and then we're going to jump into the book of Lamentations. And in Genesis chapter 25, we see the introduction of Jacob and Esau, the two twin brothers. And initially, Rebecca cries out to God, and she says, what's going on? Well, in this translation, it says in verse 22, If so, why do I exist? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord answered her in verse 23, Two nations are in your womb. Two separate peoples shall issue from your body. One people shall be mightier than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So Esau came out first, and then Jacob. And I believe Jacob has been much misunderstood in the scriptures. The name Jacob means heel catcher, and he's always described as one who uh, uses trickery and manipulation against his brother Esau. But actually, Esau came out all hairy and red, and Esau had murder in his heart, even from within the womb. He wanted to kill his brother. Why do I say that? Because Esau took his heel and was about to crush his brother's head with his foot on the soft spot of his skull. And then Jacob, from within the womb, put his hand over his head to protect that soft spot from being crushed. So as the story unfolds, you will see more evidence of how Esau is a murderer and has hatred in his heart towards Jacob. In the New Testament, God says, Esau have I hated, 
Jacob have I loved. So we see that Esau is a hunter, a man of the fields, and he likes to hunt. And Jacob is a man of the tents. Now this is a Hebrew idiom, and it means that he loved to study the Torah. Because that's what you do when you're indoors inside the tent. You're studying the Torah. Jacob also highly valued the birthright. In fact, the birthright is tied to the Melchizedek priesthood. And the birthright, when you have the birthright, uh, the inheritance, it means that you walk in that Melchizedek priesthood role and you are responsible that if any member of your family is in dire straits or in great need, that you are to go into help them, rescue them, redeem them. So Jacob highly, he understood the Melchizedek priesthood, its role and its responsibilities. He understood the birthright. But Esau, being a man of the fields and a hunter and being worldly, and another name for Esau is Edom, and Edom means red, and we associate red with blood, with murder, with communism. Um, One day, Esau comes in from the field, and he's starving, he's famished, and he says, give me a bowl of soup. And so Jacob says, oh, sell me your birthright, because Esau is the oldest. And so he says, what good is it to me if I die of hunger? So he sells him the birthright, and then Jacob gives him the bowl of soup. Thus, it says in verse 34, thus did Esau spurn the birthright. So now let's take a look at verse in chapter 26, verse 4. I, this is God speaking to Jacob, and he is renewing the covenant with Jake, with uh, Jacob. Verse 4, I will make your heirs as numerous as the stars of the heavens and assign to your heirs all these lands so that all the nations of the earth shall bless themselves by your heirs. And the Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Why are the children of Abraham compared to the stars? The poetess Hannah Senesch was born in Hungary in 1921, and in 1939 she immigrated to what was then the British Mandate of Palestine. Senesch was a brave heroine who volunteered to leave her beloved Palestine in 1944 in order to fight with the partisans against the Nazis. Unfortunately, she was caught, tried for treason, and eventually executed. In one of her beautiful poems, she wrote, There are stars whose radiance is visible on earth, though they have long been extinct. There are people whose brilliance continues to light the world, though they are no longer among the living. These lights are particularly bright when the night is dark. They light the way for mankind. Like the stars in Senesh's poem, the Jews' role in this world is to light the way for mankind despite the darkness that we have encountered throughout our history. Now let's go into the book of Lamentations, and we pick it up in chapter 4.
And in chapter 4, verse 15, it is written, Away, unclean people shouted at them, Away, away, touch not. So they wandered and wandered again, for the nations had resolved they shall stay here no longer. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The insulting jeers described in this verse were repeated not too long ago. Following the liberation of the Nazi concentration camps, Jews were not only denied entry into many foreign countries, but even the borders of their homeland were closed. After the conclusion of World War II, Palestine, as the land of Israel was then called, was under British sovereignty and the British government put a strict quota on the number of Jewish refugees allowed to enter. Furthermore, many of those who defied the quota and managed to cross the border into the promised land without British permission were rounded up and placed in detention camps, such as the one in the northern coastal city of Atlit. However, the will of Hashem could not be thwarted. After the founding of the State of Israel in 1948, the declaration, They shall stay here no longer, quickly became obsolete. With the Knesset's passing of the law of return, every Jew in the world became entitled to move to Israel and obtain citizenship in the new country. Since then, millions of Jews have moved from all corners of the globe to the Holy Land. For the first time in almost 2,000 years, almost half of the Jews in the world now live in Israel, and indeed, they stay here once again. Verse 19 reads as follows, Our pursuers were swifter than the eagles in the sky. They chased us in the mountains and laid in wait for us in the wilderness. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows, This verse conveys a sense that the enemy lurks on all terrains and in all locations and is impossible to escape. Unfortunately, even after arriving on the shores of Eretz Israel following the Holocaust, Jewish refugees from Europe encountered a situation similar to that described in this verse. Having survived the Nazis, these Jews were met by a new enemy, the local Arab population, which fought violently to keep them away from their ancient homeland. This enemy also waged war on a number of fronts, including the mountains and the wilderness, as described in this verse. In January of 1948, a terrible tragedy took place in the Judean hills. A group of 35 soldiers was dispatched to bring provisions and food to the beleaguered communities of Gush Etzion, the Etzion block. They set out on foot at night to avoid detection, but the sun rose before they managed to reach their destination. Still in the vicinity of hostile villages, they were detected by some Arab women who had gone down to the valley to gather branches. Arab mobs were quickly deployed, and after a lengthy battle, all 35 of the soldiers were killed in a bloody massacre. They chased us in the mountains, laid in wait for us in the wilderness. And now let's look at the final concluding verse in this book, verse 21. Take us back, Hashem, to yourself, and let us come back. Renew our days as of old. This verse is one of the most significant verses in the entire book. 
Traditionally, when Megillat Ica is read in synagogues on the ninth of Av, this verse is repeated at the conclusion of the reading to highlight its significance and to end on a positive note. The verse emphasizes that Hashem will one day return the Jewish people to the land of Israel and renew the intimate relationship with Him centered around a rebuilt temple in Jerusalem. Moreover, it reminds us that a relationship with our Maker is a two-way street. We return to God, and God returns to us. Our generation has been blessed with the beginning of the fulfillment of this promise. The Jewish people have started their return to the land of their fathers, and the realization of the dream of redemption has begun. We sincerely pray for the fulfillment of the final redemption, a complete return to Hashem, and the coming of the Mashiach. So, I will add to that, we look forward to the return of the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. And he can't come too quickly in my book. Uh, My cry lately in my prayer closet is, Yeshua, please come. Please come. Please come and redeem your people. Please, Lord, rescue us from all of the oppression and tyranny and darkness and evil that has fallen upon the nations of the earth. It's time that you come back, Lord. It's time. Please come and rescue us. That is my cry and my prayer. Amen. Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.